Well, should we share links to each other? We should. Can I share one? Yes, go for it. Okay. Well, I need to share this one with you because it's very funny. And this is actually a, a listener submission. This one comes from my brother-in-law. Oh, nice. Donnie. It uh, is not a link that was found online. This was a thing found in person uh, near his home in L.A. So check it out. Okay. First of all, look at the picture. The picture is of this this dog. It's a it's a like what's that called? You know, like kind of like a lost dog sign. It's a flyer taped to you know like a pillar. And it's this kind of happy looking dog on crappy tile floor, and it says, "Does anyone want this dog?" And then, like you said, photo of a little dog. Okay, <laughs> bullet one, good dog. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet. That it's a good dog. Uh-huh. I would hope so. Uh-huh. Bullet two, he will only eat or drink, in all caps, SOYLENT. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bullet three, SOYLENT, in all caps, is a meal substitute with all the nutrients to keep a human being alive. <laughs> so we, yeah <laughs> to keep a human case, being alive in case you didn't know what it was <laughs> yeah <laughs> next bullet this dog is a freak who only eats soylent again in all caps <laughs> wait so he yep. <laughs> he starts off good dog and then by this point he's like fed up he's like this dog is a freak <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, the bullet next, five right. the best bullet, bullet. five Hate this freak dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, I hate, not, I hate this freaking, no. hate no. this freak hate dog. Hate this freak dog. Man. So, so good dog is a lie. He led with good dog just in case someone was like, oh, good yeah. dog, sweet. Let me, <laughs> yeah, you let me call. Yeah, to read through. And then next, the last bullet, dog's name is, in all caps, Sparky. Sparky. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we have ever considered what the bdyst mascot would be (laughs) but i'm thinking that i want to call it here right here right now that sparky the freak dog sparky the soylent drinking freak dog is the official bdyst mascot i think that's only fair i i love it yeah and it it makes me excited for our future Mm -hmm. of this show like episode (laughs) 300 where it's so self-referential it's so like just like where's sparky you know like we're like uh dumb radio jockeys i mean we might need to get some sparky the freak dog t-shirts made eventually (sighs) i love that i love that so much Mm -hmm. i mean i like sparky because i mean he is a good dog (laughs) is he a freak dog maybe is he a freak dog who only eats soylent (laughs) definitely is he a good dog? I think so. By our standards, he's a good dog. I've never considered giving my dog Soylent. <gasps> that seems... Oh my gosh, you need to. Like a bridge too far. It can't, it, if we, we drink it, it can't be bad for your dog. I mean, it says that it has all the nutrients to keep a human being alive. <laughs> <laughs> and by all accounts, you know, that seems more complex yeah. than, uh, than keeping a dog alive. What's also interesting is, so on this flyer... Which super well designed, mm-hmm. well designed, very good. There's a bottle of soylent right on the flyer. In case you didn't know, that's what I was getting to. But they picked the worst flavor of soylent. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, right. It's the nectar one, which is whatever, not even right? strawberry. It's, yeah, it's called nectar, and it it the consistency is eggnog, uh-huh. and the taste is less than eggnog. Okay. So yeah, I'm I'm I don't know if I I really. 
value this person's opinion because they probably just think all Soylent is made the same and they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, not all Soylent were created equal. Yeah, I've I've never had the Nectar Soylent personally. And to be totally honest and frank, I've gone 100% all in on the chocolate flavor. It's good. It's It's probably the best one to just do on the regular. Yeah, I have three boxes of it in my pantry. And that seems like enough for me for a while. Although if I did have to keep Sparky alive... You might need to get extra. That might not last... Yeah, I might need to get more. Because as we have said, Soylent is a meal substitute with all the nutrients to keep a human being alive. <laughs> Except nectar. I, which I, I, every time that you bring it up, I do want to try it a little bit. I want you to try it too. Just so you've you know mm-hmm. had it. Mm-hmm. But man, it's not good. Do you have any extra? Uh, I don't. I You know what though? I'd be willing to buy it for when you come to town next. <laughs> Dude, okay, I'm going to see you in a couple weeks. Let's let's get it. All right, so give me give me a link. Let's let's leave Sparky behind for a minute. Okay. But we're definitely going to come back to Sparky in the weeks to come. <laughs> so, keeping along with the lines of user submitted. Uh-huh. Someone that I don't know sent this link to us. Do you know what ASMR is? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. so apparently there's like a whole sub-community on YouTube. and Is there ever? <laughs> there always is. Where they review things uh-huh. and like describe like the sound and the like sensation. Wait, where did this come from? This came from a user. Okay. A, a listener? Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. I, they are anonymous or they're choosing no, to No, I don't remember anonymous. the name, so I feel bad. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I don't think, Wait, they, what? They didn't send it to uh, the... Bro, did you see this Twitter? I think they sent it to my personal Twitter. This is like... I've had this I've had this for a couple weeks now, and I just haven't been able I to gotcha. share it. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I'm not trying to be okay, cagey okay. and not share their name. Okay. I'll give them was, credit when I remember. So ASMR... I take it you did not know too much about that. No, and I still don't even all the way know. So please, please explain okay. again. Yeah, we need to we need to have a conversation about ASMR because it's very good. Uh, ASMR is autonomous sensory meridian response, I believe. And the best way to talk about it is that it's people talking in really strange low whispers. And I guess the concept is that people that speak that way, for some people, trigger a euphoric response inside of your brain. And it's kind of like, um, have you ever used one of those things on your head that's like the thing that makes you feel all tingly? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like the head scratcher type thing. The knob is always like an octopus's face. <laughs> the octopus face that goes over your scalp. Yes, exactly that thing. I think it's sort of like it's supposed to give you that same or similar feeling. I personally do not have that <laughs> experience. Neither have I. So this was super weird to me in the sense like I didn't get it. But you know what? There's a whole lot of people in the world. <laughs> and I guess a whole lot of people... Uh, have this so all right so asmr reviews that's where we are right now right yes so people i guess review cereals Mm -hmm. (laughs) in that way so bro did you see this Uh grape nuts taste test (laughs) oh man 
Hi, it's March 30th, 2016, and it's time to taste test some grape nuts, which I don't think I've ever eaten before, but um, I'm going to eat now. Doesn't look like the best cereal, but whatever. Yeah, ASMR likes to make weird, crunchy sloshy noises. So I guess cereal goes hand in hand with that. Yes, they do. Oh, man. The microphone is keyed up real high there. Yeah, I had to lower it so much. (laughs) Sorry, I should have warned you. (laughs) Well, it's crunchy. I'll give it that. Tastes like chicken. Oh, okay. Tastes like chicken. <laughs> how does that how does that make you feel? I couldn't take more than a minute fifty of that. <laughs> so it did nothing for my my ears mm-hmm. and my scalp. Mm-hmm. And I really disliked hearing him chomp <laughs> and just chew his food. Yeah, it's a lot. But yeah, anyways, there's just like tons and tons of serial reviews like that. Mm-hmm on uh online and it blows my mind that like there's a there's a community for that oh yeah there's a huge community for it you want to uh, see a big example of it yes <laughs> Blam. welcome to ikea asmr or as we like to call it oddly ikea today we're showing you how you can make your perfect college dorm room with ikea's many perfect solutions a relaxing place to end a stressful day of being a student. Let's start with making the perfect bed. Look at how well the sheets fit over a typical dorm room mattress. This is an Ulvied sheet set, which includes the fitted sheet that you see here, a flat sheet, and one pillowcase for only $29.99. Oddly, Ikea. It's unnerving, the, the way that they whisper yeah. and they speak. It, it like makes me feel uncomfortable. It doesn't make me, it doesn't soothe me. It's supposed to make you feel like you're just getting tucked into bed real sweet and nice by a friend. Nope. No one talks to me like that. I don't want to be talked to like that. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Okay. This is actually, you know what? That is a perfect, perfect truth that I don't know what the demograph is, but I think that I would wager the demograph for ASMR is white as hell because <laughs> I think part of it is like, this is reminding you of something that kind of feels childlike, but mm, I don't think anyone spoke to you in a Latino household like that as a child. Not one person. <laughs> there was. <laughs> I can't really imagine your mom, you know, giving a light whisper at the end of the day. I mean, and you and you've met her. You've you've seen her happy, and yeah. she's loud. So imagine her upset, waiting for us to get out of bed and go to school. <laughs> No way, man. No way. <laughs> oh, man. That's actually really funny. I've never thought about that before. Ah, we found the uh, uh, minority angle <laughs> for ASMR. I like that a lot. This is... I feel like this is people with too much time on their hands. I'm only a minute in, and she's just, like, scratching the the sheet, like, in circles. Yeah. This is weird. I don't like this. Just watch the first 15 seconds of this video. 
The one I just sent you. So this is another oddly Ikea. Yeah. Ikea cushion ASMR. This is so stupid. Uh, I can't even like. Just a lady pushing down on a cushion over and over again, peacefully. I wonder, I want to see the behind the scenes, how she set her mic up. The mic, okay, no, I'll tell you exactly how the mic is set up. The mic is set way too close. <laughs> That's all that ever matters. Must be like right next to her, man. Turned up as loud as possible. It's so crazy, yeah. Yeah, ASMR is interesting. Hey, you know what, though? If ASMR is your thing, there's worse things. I don't know, man. I think I'd rather, like, have someone be addicted to drugs. This is weird. I'm not, I don't get it. I mean, maybe you are like anti-ASMR. Maybe you need whatever the opposite of ASMR is. Let's, we're, we'll, we'll look that up. Opposite of ASMR. Misophonia. <laughs> what is that? I feel like ASMR is the kind of thing that I couldn't explain to my immigrant father. <laughs> without him giving me the hardest eye roll. <laughs> I, I think that you might have this. Misophonia. It's got a Wikipedia page. Oh, you know we love Wikipedia pages. Misophonia, literally, hatred of sound, was proposed in 2000 as a condition in which negative emotions, thoughts, and physical reactions are triggered by specific sounds. You know what, dude? I know we were joking, but I think I actually do have this. <laughs> Nothing upsets me more. And, I, and it's like an irate, like just, it is a nonsensical anger that just courses through my veins mm -hmm. when someone chomps and mashes their food. Oh, well then, yeah, you must super hate ASMR. When I'm sitting next to someone and they're, and I just, <laughs> I just want to punch them in the face so hard. And this is, this is sensitive because I know that there are listeners and friends of mine that listen to this and they're going to be like, wait, I do that. Ben hates me. Yes. Yes. I hate you. Okay. Ben, I need to see. I need to see. If you can get through 30 seconds of this video. It's probably going to be horrific, <laughs> but let's do it. I'm dying. <sighs> Hold on. Give me the dumb video. Gosh. Oh, I hate it so Hold much. On. I'm just thinking about it upsets me. <laughs> okay. I found it. Okay. Uh, this link is titled ASMR Whisper Eating Sounds Potato Chips. Uh, this is probably gross. This is probably the worst thing ever. Let's watch this dumb video. Let's taste. Oh, it's so good. Uh, no. Nope. <laughs> it's like... Uh... It's not just a teeth noise, it's a throat noise that she manages to to capture with the microphone oh. there. There's another one of her eating pasta and buffalo cauliflower. We won't subject you to that. It's 55 minutes long! Which is insane. I'm going to click on it because mm -hmm. this is probably <laughs> the true, just the like pinnacle of disgusting sounds. And I just want to, yeah, I'm clicking on it. Okay, okay. This video has a million views. 
I do need you to understand that. That is insane. <laughs> it really is. This lady makes so much money off of dumb sounds. I'm going to hate editing this. Oh, no. Okay. No, no. Uh, okay, I'm done. All right. I, I exited out. It literally was so atrocious. I literally have misophonia. You have misophonia. Well, I'm glad to know that I have actual condition that I can yell at people and be like, bro, I have misophonia. Stop upsetting me. The Wikipedia says... Proponents suggest misophonia can adversely affect ability to achieve life goals and to enjoy social situations. Uh, for sure, the second one. <laughs> for sure. Okay, that's enough ASMR. I got you very angry. We won't revisit that topic. Do you want to share a link? Yes. So, and you might have uh, you might have seen this. Mm -hmm. I forgot where I found this, but I just I loved it so much. So, bro, did you see this? Oh, man, I'm going to have a hard time pronouncing this thing. <laughs> it's clique? It's a clique. Okay, clique. So it's this cool product. Okay. It makes tangible, physical versions of mixtapes. What? Oh, that's really cool. So it's like, it's uh, more in the you know line of like novelty, but basically you create your mixtapes, I believe on like Spotify, uh -huh. you copy that URL you attach it to, you know, like their, uh, you know, online, whatever, server kind of thing. You pick artwork uh -huh. and then they send you a physical version. It's like a little hexagon printed with the artwork and they have like a little clique player. Oh, I love that. You can set it and it just plays it automatically. It has a speaker or you can, you know, just scan like the QR code or type the URL and then you go straight to your playlist. So it's a way to share mixtapes in person i love this it's so great this is somebody that said i really dug it when i got a mixtape like on a cassette yeah and that doesn't happen anymore and that sucks yeah huh this is super cool and the, i really like that a lot and the player is so cool looking yeah they look kind of like coasters they do but they're not coasters yeah and you should not confuse them for coasters i was actually just reading a book called the goldfinch it's pretty incredible you'll probably never read it <laughs> <laughs> but it's very good and i heard it's being made into a movie so maybe someday you'll get to see it with me maybe that was so much shade <laughs> you'll see it if it's a movie two of the characters make mix cds for each other and i thought about how anachronistic that felt it just doesn't feel modern at all you know yeah i don't have the ability to burn or play a cd anymore none of my laptops do yeah no way so uh, that wouldn't work. I couldn't make one, and I don't think I could listen to one if someone gave it to me. And this is neat, like an idea of saying, there's no way that you can make a Spotify playlist for a loved one and like make that feel like a cool gift. Yeah, the most you share them the link and you like, you know, give them a physical card or something. I don't know. Like, yeah, there's not. It's not super easy. Yeah, this is more interesting in the sense of it's a physical object. I love the idea of being able to put like a note as the the album art, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. On top of the clique. Still a weird name, if you ask me. <laughs> it's very weird. But I, I love the the artistic nature. I love the like just the man, it, it's so it scratches such an itch because I love curating music. I love, you know, making playlists. And this marries my love for, you know, design and art. Mm -hmm. And I, I, can't, I can't wait. I already am, like, planning out different playlists. 
Um, I can't wait to like get it and like make the physical versions because it's cool to like catalog. Okay, this was you know summer uh, 2017. Uh, this was you know fall whatever. You catalog your life. Catalog the things you're listening to, but in a cool, neat, very future way. Did you see the the hive? Yes. That they have? Yes. That's really cool. So it's like a wall piece of art that you can put all of your little cliques yeah. on top of to like display them. Yeah. It has That's so beautiful. many different uses. It's, you know, practical to, you know, save your playlist. It's it's an art piece that looks beautiful on your wall. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> It's not practical. Let's not <laughs> let's not go that well, far. No, like... It's not practical at all. <laughs> it's 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 memorable and it's like significant and it's cool. Okay, practical is the wrong word, but it's it's a great gift. I'll say that. It is a the it's the best way to gift a playlist. Yeah, I love it. I think it's really, really neat. If someone gave this to me, I'd be like, oh, that's so cool. And it's just, it, this is one of those weird things where it kind of benefits it that I've never heard of it before. I'm surprised you hadn't because you usually know about weird things. But there's something about this where like if you receive it and you have no idea what it is, that makes it even more significant of like, wow, somebody figured out a way to do this yeah. without me knowing about it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I really like this a lot. Real talk. I don't know if I would use this because... Oh, I absolutely would. Yeah, because, okay, my target audience is Christine, my wife. Oh, no, she won't use this. I say that for the show, by the way, because, yeah, I know that you know who it is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she would never use this, right? Like, I, I think that, well, I would have to buy the player. You would have to preload all the music. But still, she would, like, use it once. She would only use it if it's done for her and she could just put the clique on the player and it moves automatically. Exactly, yeah. Because I like the idea that it has an app. So even if you don't have the player thing, you can just play it from your phone and it still acts like a weird transactional thing. But you have to download their app and all kinds of stuff. And Yeah. This is the problem. It's not their fault at all. But we're in this weird place where everything's so fragmented, right? Like, oh, can I use this with my Sonos? No. Can I use it with an Echo? No, it's stuck in this weird thing because everyone's made these crazy walled gardens that no one else can get to. So unless they create some weird brand partnership, then they're screwed. I do see that the clique player can play stuff with content from SoundCloud, Spotify, Deezer, podcasts. So I'm assuming that you can put Spotify stuff on the clique. Yeah, I'm, I haven't gotten it yet, So, but that's what I read as well. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's cool. I like that a lot. But yeah, it just sucks. Yeah, I also saw a version where you could or like I saw examples where you could put, you know, like a podcast artwork on it and then you're just constantly loading in like the newest episode so it's physical and then, you know, you're not having to use your phone, you could just play it and while you're working around your house cleaning. So I, I saw people put radio shows, podcasts, playlists so it has multiple uses in that way. So if you were like an up-and-coming musician and you wanted to have something really interesting, a physical good that was different than a CD, uh, this would be a pretty unique way of trying to do it and, and telling people, like, keep checking back to it. And it's a pretty beautiful object. So I feel like you have a decent chance that people aren't going to toss it. Yeah, I was super... I, I forget again. I think one of the, uh, some designer that I follow on Twitter posted about it. But man, I just was like so enamored and so like, this is so beautiful. This is so cool and, and quirky and, you know, interesting. So I, I dug it. Okay. Share, share a link with me, my friend. Okay. So this is not a link, but it is a image. 
Okay. And it's very BDYST. Okay. Prongles. Do you know about this? Wait, you have seen this? Do you know who did this? <laughs> yes. Cards Against Humanity did this. <laughs> so I I saw this tweet and I was like, man, this really, oh, oh, oh. And uh, so many people were commenting. It's like the flavors are onion and cream. Mm-hmm. Um, once you pop, that's great. <laughs> Another flavor is salt and potato. Also good. <laughs> did you go to the website? So that's... <laughs> You beat me to it, man. Okay. I literally found the website the other day, and I was like, wait, they really did take this joke all the way. They really did. I'm not going to lie. I had added a can of Prongles to my cart, but I didn't make it in time. They they sold out before I could make the purchase. So I'm pretty sad about this. I was excited to get my can of real onions and cream Prongles. I wonder how they taste. Well, you know what? They probably taste like Pringles. Yeah, Cards Against Humanity, they're such a crazy company because... They really just go for it when it comes to a joke where most people would be satisfied with like one April Fool's joke a year of like a fake URL. They say, no, no, no. They make the website. They make the logo. They make the the product. They make the product page. They let you buy the product. They let you take the product home. They let you eat the product. That's a new one. They create a whole FAQ section, which is always my favorite part. I love their FAQs. They're just wild man <laughs> i love the vote for the next prongles flavor yeah. and the flavors yeah. are america it's classic mm-hmm. whole mm-hmm. fish <laughs> right and then tacos and tacos and burritos in whole fish one I, I need you to understand that or actually you know what i don't think it's one yet but it's it's pulling ahead it hasn't won yet yeah, it's but it ahead. is so far ahead oh. it is so far ahead the best part i need you to go down and check out the free wallpapers that you can download have you seen that yet I have not. So I want you to follow my my lead, okay? So if you click on it, you can go, like, just click on um, different chips. Okay, cool. That's pretty standard. Yeah, and it's a nice nice standard wallpaper of uh, the different two cans of Prongles over and over again. And uh, if you do potatoes, click on potatoes. (laughs) It's It's literally just potatoes. it's, It's potatoes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, let's go to Brayden. Okay. Also pretty standard. It's just the mascot. Yeah, a standard picture. No, but but yeah, of the mascot. Yeah, you know, riding his sweet skateboard, and the other one riding his sweet wave runner. Mm-hmm. But now let's go to uh, Balanced Breakfast. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> it's an extremely good stock photo of an old so man good. smiling away. With a cell but phone in his hands for some reason. He's not smiling. He's, he's, he's talking to people that are holding his grandkids ransom. <laughs> he's smiling with his mouth, but not with his eyes, to be sure. Yeah, yeah. there's, yep, there's they don't not match. a lot going through. Uh, and yeah, there's a nice can of uh, America's most favorite snack, Prongles. <laughs> Onions and cream flavor. <laughs> Onions and cream. Right next to his bowl of what I can only assume is grape nuts. And they just whole <laughs> apple. He's shooting an ASMR video. He's he's about to shoot ASMR video that Ben will not watch, to be sure. Oh, it's such a good website, Ben. I'm so happy about it. Oh my god, did you see at the bottom right it says that there it's download the Prongle song? <laughs> let's, <laughs> please let's check that. Please let's explore this together. It's not bad so far. Oh, it's good. Oh, yeah. 
I got two cans of prongs I'm about to flip the tops Cause once you pop That's right To keep the lizard lock Would be the greatest mistake of my life I That's right H-O-G Share your prongles with me Cause everybody wanna chip And everybody beg for more Everybody wanna chip And everybody beg for more For only $2.99 You can buy them at the store Getting tickle paint From the salt and potato And if you really wanna get in Hoggy hog heaven Turn it up loud Crank it to 11 Pop the top of a green can Know what I mean Proggles are the type of sh that make little piggies green with envy. I'm gonna leave it at that. That's great! So, I I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. And I feel like we need to include that. Yeah, that's gonna go in, in its entirety, don't worry. Yep. The, whole, the whole community will be able to listen to the Proggles song. There was not one minute that I was like, uh, that could be removed. It was no, no. like a 10 out of 10. It was very perfect. good. I'm so thankful. I think I might need to download that and put it on my iPod. <laughs> oh, your iPod shuffle. Did you read the FAQ? <laughs> yeah. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Chips are more <laughs> profitable than board games. <laughs> What's the deal with the hog? Oh. That's brave. Yeah. The prongles hog. <laughs> Wild hogs are one of the only animals that will eat potato. Anyway, next <laughs> the next one. Is, I've, I've popped. popped. Now what? Mm-hmm. That's great. You and I both saw Coco. We did. And I want to talk to you about Coco, mm-hmm. but I will probably talk about parts of Coco. And you will want to watch Coco before you listen to us talk about it. So pause the podcast here. There's nothing after except Coco talk. <laughs> and you're free to leave. How do you feel about Pixar movies? Do you like them? Like, have you always been a big fan of Pixar films? So I've always been a mega fan of Pixar movies. And I'm actually pretty, and this is stupid, snobbish when it comes mm-hmm. to other animated movies. Yeah, I'm always comparing and contrasting and being like, ah, you, you know what? You're not, it's not quite the quality that Pixar offers. Even to the point of like Disney animated movies I like look down on. So yeah, I'm Pixar he's head and shoulders above. There's something weird about Pixar movies in the sense that they don't feel like children's movies at all exactly which i noticed in stunning clarity as i sat through a 21 minute frozen short before coco began that was god and felt like a child like i felt like i was in the wrong theater because this was clearly not made for me and then as soon as coco came on i didn't feel that way anymore you know you, you don't really think of yourself as in a children's movie you think of yourself as in a movie because their films are so good and have so much depth that it just doesn't feel like a traditional animated film, you know? The only people I think do that are, uh, what's the name of the company? Whoever made Kubo. Oh, oh, um, I think it might be like Leica or something. Oh, yeah, it's Leica. I just was thinking, you know, L-E-I, but it's yeah. L-A-I-K-A. But uh, yeah, this this movie was incredible. Like, I really loved it a lot. I didn't actually know anything about it before I went and watched it. Did, did you like? Were you kind of following along? I knew. I knew that it was, you know, about the uh, Mexican Day of the Dead, and that was mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I, this was like probably one of the most, uh, the the most blind I've gone into a Pixar movie. Yeah, I, I think I remember when I watched Brave. That was wait, is that what it was called? Yeah, Brave, right? That's a Pixar yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a Pixar movie. Uh, that was the same kind of thing where. I feel like they really didn't tell you the plot before you walked into the theater. 
Wasn't that right with that trailer? I think the trailer was just like her... Just mysterious enough. Yeah, like doing an archery competition, and that was really it. And then as soon as you see the movie, you, you you know, there's this whole plot that was not introduced in the uh, in the trailer at all, which I love. I mean, yeah, I wish that that was how more movies did it was just giving you a taste of the film without giving you the entire plot. That's also one of the reasons why I loved the way that Mother was marketed, my favorite movie of the year. Uh, the, the trailer <laughs> has nothing to do with the movie. And that was, I think, more because they had no idea how to produce a trailer for a movie like Mother. But still, I'm all about that. And I don't know what the Coco advertising was because I didn't really see any of it, but I just didn't know anything about it going in. So it was really surprising the way that they took the movie. And I I really appreciated it. So like, tell me, what, what did you like about the film? So personally, I, being Hispanic, being of Cuban descent, mm-hmm. I loved him, I feel like, on a deeper level than maybe some of my fellow audience members. Right. Just because I got some of, like, the the little jokes, the little, you know, hints, the nods. Like, when the grandma, when the abuela has her shoe in her hand and she raises it. The chancla, right? Isn't that what it's called? Yeah, the chancleta. Yeah, chancleta. When she, when she raises it up at her son, or her, uh, you know, grandson. I just died. Uh, because I just was like, that's so familiar. That's so, and I'm I'm not Mexican, and there's traditions that I don't know about. But it just felt like I was hearing a story about my family. Yeah. So I I, I wonder if it was because of my heritage, or if it was just was the storytelling that it invited you in, you know, with wide open wide arms and like treated you as one of their own, and this was like a story being passed on. So I really appreciated the familial uh, aspect. It just, man, it, and and it was really beautiful and touching. And it, I feel like I've only had potential tears in a handful of Pixar movies. They're all great. They're all super uh, well-constructed and well-written. What other movies made you feel that way? So I would say the opening sequence in Up, that one was a tear uh, jerker. I would say Toy Story 3 when they're, you know, at the climax and they're, uh, all about to fall into the fire pit and they all hold hands. That was a tearjerker because that was such an emotional journey of being with these uh, characters throughout my childhood. And then when that movie came out, I was like 18. I was the same age as Andy. So that one had, you know, more stakes. And then this one, when, uh, again, spoilers, when he finally returns to the real world and he's singing to uh, to Mama Coco and he, he starts singing. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. He starts singing the Remember Me. Oh my gosh, that was so beautiful and so like touching and, and heartbreaking even because, I mean, we all have had, you know, elders in our life that that have forgotten or have like, they've we've seen them lose their mind in that way. So man, it, it was, for me, it was like, excru- like so painful and so raw and... Man, it was. It didn't even feel cheap. It felt like a legitimate. They earned this one. Like, oh my gosh, oh no, oh no, you know. Yeah. Oh man, it was beautiful. It, I walked away so just pleasantly entertained and just and the visuals. I mean, that's usually par for the course. So but this beautiful. one, I feel like they, the leaves on that bridge were so amazing. And oh, and then the 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 spirit guide that um like tiger looking thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was gorgeous. They it, they made it almost like a black light animal. So like imagine that the whole animal is black and then there's just accents and stripes of certain hairs and certain elements and features 
that are highlighted in neon orange, green, and blue. Oh my gosh, the art direction in this movie was uh, amazing. I loved it. Yeah, it was super cool. The the last movie to make me tearful, is that how you said it? <laughs> yeah. I like that, was uh, Inside Out, which that wasn't their last movie, right? Was it The Good Dinosaur in between? Or uh, I don't know. I, I forget. But anyways, really the only other movie that has like, solicited a lot of emotion from me of Pixar, other than the, the first 10 minutes of Up, which is, I think, like a test of whether or not you're a human or a robot. <laughs> That's uh, true. If you can make it through that film. But Inside Out, when, what's that character's name? Is it Bing Bong? Oh, yeah, Remember? yeah, yeah, the elephant. Yeah, the elephant, weird, imaginary friend. You know, there's this beautiful, touching scene in Inside Out where he allows himself to be forgotten, essentially, in an effort to help his creator's emotions, like, get back to the right place. And I felt a real kinship of that scene in a lot of the concepts of Coco, because in the land of the dead, yeah, there are all these forgotten people who no one is uh, is remembering. And the concept is that after a certain amount of time, they will pass away forever and go to what is the final death as they are completely forgotten in the world of the living. And that happens. There's a scene where that happens to a character, and it's just really a sad, touching moment that makes me think how wild it is that Pixar is trying to represent the finality of death to audiences of sometimes very young children in a way that is totally appropriate, in my opinion. You know, it's not played for laughs. Yeah, this is the best way to discuss that topic with your child. (laughs) It's not done in some brutal way. It's done in like a really touching, sincere way that I, I don't know. It just... It really struck me as a as a powerful reality. So yeah, I mean, man, what a what a touching movie. It was really incredible. I loved it a lot. And and for me, like as a person, you know that uh, how I feel about old people. Um, it even was a little bit like convicting, or or like it touched me in my heart of especially when they you know come full circle and and uh, Miguel, the main character, is talking to his little baby uh, sibling and talking about the ofrenda and and how like yeah we we remember them we put them here like that there's value in remembering the past and holding upholding mm-hmm. tradition yeah. and and family means something it was like man this is a deep movie yeah like especially when it was introed by frozen i felt just like you said i felt like a kid or like ah oh, man i sat through the wrong movie but then when the Pococo was on, I felt like, oh, are these kids ready for these heavy topics and these deep thoughts? It was such a shift. Yeah, I think the way that I would think of it is that it is like um, they're they're trying to get across the concept that memories are important. And in a way, like memories are what we are. I, I don't know if that makes sense exactly, but that's what I was thinking is like the thoughts that we hold in our minds play a role in our own identity and the thoughts that others hold in their minds also play a role in our identity in a weird way. And there's this main character. What's his, what is that character's name? Is it Hector? Yeah, Hector. Who is this, this put-down, sad character who you realize no one remembers or thinks about. And that plays a role in how he sees himself and a role in how the world sees himself. And I, I mean, that's a 
very metaphorically powerful concept, yeah. right? <laughs> what a topic to tackle for that kind of film. And speaking to your legacy and speaking of, you know, the impact you leave and man, it, it was so for as simple and elegant as the story was, because it really wasn't mad, uh, super complicated, you know? No, very simple. And the story arc felt, you know, very like, okay, this is it. But like, it's that uh, easy to learn, hard to master type vibe that, man, you could just unpack this and dive deep for hours and hours. And, oh, what about this symbolism? Oh, what about this metaphor of life? Man, it was so great. Yeah, I loved it. There were some really cool visual things, too. I don't know how much you paid attention to it, but I noticed a few times where they really figured out a neat way of uh, of using the skeleton as like an animated object, where instead of, I feel like a lesser animation company would have just kind of made a skeleton act the way that a normal human acts. Yes, yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They used bones in like interesting ways to 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 describe shock and fear and all of that kind of stuff. Um, Hector's spine and ribs were always in play because he had a shirt that allowed you to see them and you could see him getting excited and the spine stretching out and all kinds of just different little things like that that I thought were so cool. And with Hector being kind of a poor character, a couple of his bones were like bandaged up and he had a, like a kind of purposeful limp because of that reality, which I just, I, little details like that played such a big part in making you feel like you were part of that world and sucked into a reality that was bigger than your own. Uh, it was super neat, man. I, I really loved it. Yeah, they really treated them like they, they were skeletons. They weren't just characters. Uh, there were humans that had a skeleton head and skeleton hands. But, man, it, everything about it. And then him meeting his family and going on the journey and it coming full circle and, and then it turning out that, um, what is his name? The... Uh, the, the antagonist. De La Cruz. De La Cruz turned out to be, you know, not who uh, Miguel thought he would be. And, and Hector turned out to have uh, a bigger role in it all. And man, it just, I loved it. And then I genuinely, I, I'll i say this. I usually call movies ahead of time. But this one, maybe because I just was enjoying it so much and I wasn't thinking actively that way. I was genuinely so like uh, surprised and, and like awestruck when they reveal like who the family photo is truly of and you know and just mm -hmm. even though that like I, I knew it a little bit by then when they finally showed the picture but I just was like ah this was such a great journey this was so meaningful and impactful man oh and then the music the music was so beautiful yeah the music my was gosh great. like I literally mm -hmm. immediately when I drove home from the theater put on Spotify listened to the soundtrack man it was beautiful yeah, and um, speaking to the Latino aspect of it, do you know they recorded the entire thing in Spanish as well? The whole movie? Uh, well, yes, the whole movie and also the whole soundtrack. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So they, they totally redid the entire movie specifically in Spanish. So not, you know, just a, a standard dub, but like it is a perfect version of the movie done in Spanish. And quite a few of the actors, I think, play their roles in both films. That's awesome. In both versions of the film. But yeah, I listened to a few of the songs in full Spanish because, you know, they, they just work so well. They it's really like do. really good Spanish songs. Um, oh, what's the one? Oh, Un Poco Loco. <laughs> yes, yes. The cute song that Hector sings. 
I like I was like, man, I want an all Spanish version of this song because you can tell that they, you know, gave it English lyrics because it needed to be understood in the in the context of the movie, but it's a great song. Yeah, you it know? really is. And done entirely in Spanish. It's like it's perfect, man. So yeah, oh, it's really, really cool. I don't know if you paid attention to the box office stuff or not, but it's been doing very well. Yes, I love it. I'm so happy for it. Tell me more about what you were saying about it being good as a Latino person. Like, do you think that it did justice to everything? Was there any like caricatures that you picked up on that you thought were not pitch perfect, or was it was it good through? So and through? I'll say this: with my family specifically, we are. I don't want to say good sports to like stereotypes, mm-hmm. but we. Mm-hmm recognize when they are absolutely true and we like "Ah, that's Mm. no that's pretty true so like the chancleta bit um you know the strict parents uh the like just the way they acted and 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 talked in their culture very very accurate that the abuela is you know the feisty one and you know that that was all accurate so there was nothing and again, I'm not Mexican, but there was nothing so glaring that I was like, oh, that's that's uncomfortable. I don't I don't enjoy that. For me, I loved every minute of it. It's important to have representation, you know? And that's what's so cool about a movie like this is even though it's not your specific culture, seeing someone who looks like you and who acts like you and has a family that acts like your family is a weirdly touching thing to have on a screen, right? And I love that Pixar has been able to do that for people who are Latino, that they now have someone who they can identify with and have a story that's told that's theirs. I mean, Christine said, like, before we saw the movie, she's like, man, it's hard to go see a movie about Day of the Dead because my family has always hated Day of the Dead, you know? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we haven't been into it either. <laughs> right. Um, but they do such a, a wonderful job of extending the concept from just um, a cultural holiday to a like mindset yeah, in a weird because way because it's not the it's yeah it's not the obnoxious like over the top you know depictions of day of the dead it is they have reverence for it like like it's an actual sacred event and and i so that sounds weird mm-hmm. you know uh but like i even i would take my mom to see this who's very traditionally christian i would take her to see this because i think it cuts through the the hocus pocus, the like spiritual aspect of it. And it's just a beautiful cultural depiction of this, you know, family. And, and also my mom, you know, she used to be a teacher and a lot of her students, she would teach uh, like ESOL kids who are trying to learn English, uh, English as a second language. That's what it stands for. And a lot of her students were Mexican and they, their parents were migrant workers and stuff. So I think even more, she would probably love it, enjoy it, you know, that culture and, Man, it just was so... And, and you know, you say uh, representation, and I don't think I had been able to put a pin on it of why I left this movie so, like, warm and fuzzy on the inside. But, you know, I think that truly is it. Like, even even listening to them use their accents, with the way speaking English, because I don't speak Spanish, but using accents, it was comforting. It was like I was listening to uh, my tia or my tío or my, you know, abuela or something. It, like... For real, it was a family affair, and I I get it now that like, it really does matter. It really means so much more to see someone like you on the screen. 